0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I'm your host John Sino Evil here. Let's get right down to it. Starting with AW Dark Elevation for possibly the last time. Um, so when this episode went up, I I had a feeling that something was up because there was no tapings of Elevation as prior to Dynamite, they used to tape Elevation, but recently they've been taping, um, Ring of Honor instead. So when Monday came along, I was wondering what they were going to show, and they ended up showing a Best Of, uh, episode with a bunch of matches from over the years from when it started, and then a couple days later, um fight.tv in their description put up that this was a special episode as well as the final episode of Dark Elevation. Now has been as of this recording there's been no confirmation of this whatsoever. Um but I guess as we know it. As of now, this might be the final episode of Elevation. I guess we'll find out next week. This makes me wonder if maybe Tuesday's AEW Dark will be ending as well, um, because there's been no scheduled tapings for that either. The only Universal Studios tapings that are set up are Ring of Honor. So it could be possible the Monday and Tuesday shows are going away. And um, don't worry, I will not be going away. Shot and Dark will not change its name. Um, I will continue to cover shows here. I uh, Maybe possibly with this new AEW Collision Saturday show. Possibly I could be talking about Rampage. Who knows? But the Dark Elevation Best Of Show uh, includes matches, about nine matches over the years, that has uh, Darby Allen Kingston, Eddie Kingston, and John Moxley defeating Chaos Project and Ricky Shane Page, Andrade Ittle defeating Frankie Kazarian, Konosuke Takesha defeating Brandon Cutler, Mercedes Martinez defeated Maserati, Best Friends defeated The Work Horseman, Diamante, Emi Sakura, and Nala Rose, and The Bunny defeated Julia Hart, Layla Hirsch, Ryo Mizunabi, and Sky Blue, Death Triangle defeated The Wingman, uh, Minoru Suzuki defeated QT Marshall, and Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and The Varsity Blondes defeating Chaos Project and the Acclaims, so not the best matches ever but i guess there wasn't too much to choose from from elevation and they just kind of wanted to mix it up and have a nice ensemble of different characters from over the years we go to Tuesday's AEW Dark. These are new matches from Universal Studios. We have Harley Cameron of QTV defeated Mafiosa. Uh, Cameron took a selfie during a match while beating down her opponent, which got Taz up in a debate on why it's called a selfie if there's more than one person in the picture. But Harley gets the pin after hitting a backstabber. Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. cut a quick promo in the back about how they wrestle because it's in their blood and they have no choice because of their last names. Blake Christian defeated Lee Johnson after hitting a step up stomp in a pretty good matchup here. Brian Pillman and Brock Anderson defeated the wingman Caesar Bononi and Ryan Nemeth. Peter Avalon kept interfering until arn anderson took him out with a clothesline on the outside and the match ended with brock and nemeth going back and forth until brock put on an inside cradle for the pen Emi Sakura and May Suruga defeated Ashley Dubois and Rekatahaka, who is also Leia Makoa in Women of wrestling, and is her first match in AEW since January of 2022. Sakura and Suruga attacked before the bell, and it was a pretty dominant beatdown for the majority of the match until Sakura hit a moonsault press on Dumbois for the pin. We get a backstage promo from Ryan Nemeth, who sarcastically said that he has a lot in common with the fans, like going to a very expensive private school for 12 years in elite div- Division One private university, and he was on the rugby team. And then he starts crying or fake crying, saying that he had to get a real job, and then as the camera. I guess he thinks the camera is off of him, and he asks if the tears looked real. And he wraps it up. Interesting character here from Ryan Nemeth. Zach Clayton defeated Jake Logan. Logan got a little offense in, but Clayton made quick work of him, beating him with a fisherman suplex in a little over two minutes. Into the main event here: Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order defeated Josh Woods and Tony Nese of the Varsity Athletes. Commentary pointed out how Dark Order's theme song got a bit of a remix. Now Ari Davari comes out during this match, and he tries to interfere until Uno runs out to stop him. Dark Order follows us with a German knack. A jackknife combo on Nice as Reynolds gets the pin for the win. We go to Impact Wrestling on before the Impact Heath and Rhino defeated Jack Price and Shogun after Rhino hit Shogun with the Gore for the pin. Time Machine defeated Mike Bailey, Jonathan Gresham, and Trey Miguel in a fantastic six-man tag team match that I highly recommend. Definitely check it out. About 20 minutes of action here that ends with Chris Sabin hitting Trey Miguel with the cradle shock for the pen, so possibly teasing a future X-Division Championship match between these two. Gia Miller's with Santino Morello, who says that he might return to the ring for time to time, but he's here to be the Director of Authority as Alicia Edwards interrupts him and asks what he's going to do about PCO. Santino asks her why she isn't in the gear, and she, that, because she has a match coming up next, and she wasn't happy to hear about that. Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice ask for a match for Swinger. And Dice suggests that he knows a luchador that he could recommend for a match with him. Alicia Edwards defeated Tara Rising. Alicia now using her last name of Edwards again, and made quick work of Rising, hitting an X Factor for the pin. As she kept attacking Rising after the match until Jody Threat came out to stop her. We cut to Rising and Jody in the back after, where Jody tells her to not let anybody push her around, and Alicia will get hers in due time. Moose defeated Yuri Urimora, Brian Myers and Bupin Akujer were on the outside causing a bit of a distraction until Moose hit the spear on Urimora for the pin. We get an interview with Nick Aldis who was interviewed by Jimmy Jacobs. I'm not sure what his status is with Impact Wrestling but he did conduct his interview here. Uh, Aldis talked about how he started the Impact 21 years ago with a bad gimmick but he worked his way all the way to the top and talks about getting the Impact world title once again and he calls out Steve Macklin. Frankie Kazarian defeated the Good Hands in a handicap match by making John Skyler tap out to the chicken wing. We see the Covenant reading tarot cards that say nothing is in the cards talking about about Diana Perazzo, We see a video from Sammy Callahan going back to his death mat death machine gimmick uh also getting his first name back here it says that he never wanted to join the design and he proved the long game and he had to play the long game to prove a point to take down the design and he isn't done yet and he will ruin all their lives joe henry defended the digital media championship against sheldon gene they talk about how gene was part of big brother canada season eight but the season ended abruptly due to COVID 19 and he stated that he should have won good showing here from gene and a little bit of character with his backstory on big brother but henry stops him with a standing ovation for the pen and then the main event segment here was steve macklin's changing on the guard ceremony uh, where all the screens had the u.s flag and this is taped in toronto And then macklin comes out with his own security all decked out and camouflaged like bill goldberg style here from the back and he steps in the ring and talks about how he, what he had to do to get his world title and how he's standing here while josh alexander is not macklin said that there is one step left which is to humiliate alexander here in his hometown so instead of macklin uh so instead macklin puts out an open challenge as long as they are canadian so out comes scott demore so you think oh is he gonna is he gonna accept? this challenge. Damore says that his issue with Macklin is that he's manipulating reality to suit his narrative, and he's only challenging Canadians so he can avoid Nick all this. so Macklin asks Damore if he's challenging for the title, he says no, and then Damore brings up how Macklin attacked him from behind with the title like a coward son of a bitch, and then Damore starts taking off his jacket, teasing fighting him, but instead he brings out PCO, and he will face Macklin at under siege. PCO gets ambushed by Macklin's security, but he's able to take them all out, and then take out Macklin with a DDT until Macklin escapes. PCO then put two of Macklin's securities through a table that was placed in the corner to and this show we go to ring of honor on honor club as the kingdom defeated action and and darius martin i guess they're a new team now that dante is out so uh, i guess i call them top action for now and commentary mentioned that N- nigel McGuinness is over in the uk get it ready for all in in london so it's not known if he'll be coming back for a ring of honor commentary uh and you know full-time basis but you can only hope that he would or will only think that he would Andretti's making his ring of honor debut in this match maria gets on the apron and distracts andretti which allows the kingdom to hit the proton pack on darius as bennett pins him for the win willow nightingale defeated robin renegade ian Ricabani did a nice little rap over willow's entrance theme definitely check it out on twitter if you haven't a chance to charlotte comes out during the match and they try to switch spots but the referee was able to catch her and kick her out willow and robin did a bit of back and forth until willow rolls up robin for the pin the Renegades attack Willow after the match. Nobody came out to save her. Dasha was with Cole Cabana in the back, who says that he's happy to be back in Ring of Honor and says that he faced Samoa Joe for the World Title and Pure Title in the past, but now it's for the TV Title. Lance Archer defeated Jossie extremely quickly after hitting a lariat. Brian Cage defeated Joey Jett. Jet got a bunch of offense in this match and had the crowd behind him and Cage was able to hit him with the F5 for the pin. Athena defeated Heather Reckless in a proven ground match. Athena took Reckless outside and got a bit violent here against the barricade before taking her back inside and hitting her with a bunch of power bombs and making her submit to the crossface. Alex Reynolds and John Silver defeated Lee Johnson and Cole Carter with a Reynolds pinning Carter after the German knack- uh, jackknife combo. Penta El Zero Miedo defeated Nick Camarado. Short match here with Penta pinning Camarado after stapping his arm. Konosuke Takeshita defeated Lee Moriarty. Highly recommend this match. Definitely one of the best matches from these. Definitely one of the best matches from these Honor Club shows in general. They had a bit of back and forth at the end until to hit a German, followed by a forearm and a running knee for the pin, and a bit over twelve minutes. El hijo del Vaquingo defeated Gringo Loco, Another fantastic match up here in Gringo's Ring of Honor debut. And I know this is something that Gringo's been wanting to have for a long time. According to his interview with David Portman on Poison Round, if you haven't checked that out already, um, absolutely insane moves here from both of these guys. But it ends with a can go ahead the six thirty for the pen. The Iron Savages defeated Ren Jones and Logan Lynch very easily with the Boulder Dash. Uh, J- with Jameson Ryan in their corner, the Savages have shown a little bit more personality, involving some chalk powder in their moves as well. We see a video from Gringo local saying that he's been zigzagging across the country for two years trying to get the attention of Tony Khan, and tonight he did. And Tony Khan raised his hand personally, inviting him back as he will be back in Ring of honor defeats blake christian on the next episode we have the main event here samoa joe defends the ring of honor world television title against colt cabana first tv appearance for any AEW or ring of honor show for cabana since he challenged chris jericho for the world title back in november 22 episode of dynamite but joe makes quick work of colt catching him off the top rope into the coquina clutch as colt taps out we go to mlw underground this looks to be the final episode of underground at least for the time being and this is the battle riot special it starts with alex kane and willie Mack. uh the former ricardo rodriguez jesus rodriguez comes out he here Winston dorado calvin tankman lance Micro microman los Ateca 33 come out number nine is juicy for now comes out with a shopping cart full of weapons as microman pins Azteca 33 to eliminate him followed by kane tossing anawai over the top rope we get the beast man little guido sam adonis uh juicy and tankman try to eliminate Beastman over the top rope, but it was a dropkick from Microman that knocked him off the apron for the elimination. Mance Warner comes out with a 2 by 4 and takes out Hizu Rodriguez, pinning and eliminating him. We see that during the break, Adonis and Warner both eliminated each other while Alice Kane chokes out and eliminates Microman. Little Guido and Willie Mack must have been eliminated at sw- uh, uh, some point as well, but this wasn't shown on TV. We have Jimmy Lloyd, Mr. Thomas, T.G. T.J. Crawford, Ken Broadway, uh, two unidentified calling members, Dr. Cornwallis, Akira, Ricky Shane Page, and Delirious and Raven, all of the calling, all come out at the same time. Akira goes and eliminates Ken Broadway right away, are his P eliminates Tankman. Akira, along with the two masked henchmen, submit al- and eliminate Crawford. RSP hits Lloyd with an even flow DDT as Raven puts his foot on Lloyd's chest to pin and eliminate him. Akira throws Dorado over the top rope. Delirious goes and clotheslines Mr. Thomas over the top rope as the calling is running shot here. Los Azteca number nine comes out next. During the break, we see that Azteca number nine came in and gets line and eliminated right away by RSP, breaking the previous record held, held by Ar- uh, Ariel Dominguez of fastest eliminated. Number 26 is Jacob Fatu. The calling was beating down on Juicy busting him open until Jacob Fatu came out next for the save and tosses out Cornwallis, Delirious, and the two unnamed goons. Akira then sacrifices himself with a crossbody, eliminating himself as Juicy uh, gets eliminated with health from RSP. RSP then suplexes Fatu out of the ring, but Fatu takes Paige out with him as they both get eliminated. And I guess during all this, Raven must have just left on his own because you didn't see him get eliminated at all. Kim Chi, yes, that Kim Chi from WWF comes out next, but right away, Alice Kane suplexes and chokes him out as he taps out. And this causes a streak for Kane as Midas Blacks comes out and gets suplexes and pinned. Tyle Valkyrie comes out and gets pinned with a fisherman suplex from Kane. Jay Lion gets suplexed and submitted. Uh, they show footage of the calling attack in Matthew Justice in the parking lot, as we'll find out more about that later. Ray Jazz comes out and gets suplexed and submitted by Kane. But then this uh, little streak ends here as Leo Rush, Tracy Williams come out. O'Shea Edwards comes out representing Beaumont Fight Club and helps Kane attack Rush and Williams. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Yes, that Duke the Dumpster comes out in his uh, old WWF alumni from the 90s here. But Alice Kane puts him in an ankle lock, only to reveal that Drosy has a prosthetic leg as he taps out ricky shane page tries out to come out next but he was already in the match and jacob fatu comes out and they kind of brawl to the back and it's been revealed that this spot was supposed to be for matthew justice who was attacked and he missed his number number 36 was one called manders 37 was john hennigan followed by davy boy smith jr and as he comes out hennigan does a double stomp off the apron to manders to eliminate him shigahiro irie comes out next as davy boy tosses out tracy williams and the last entry was gene Siniski of old WWE fame, and he still says that it is not his fault. We see that during the break, Kane, O'Shea, Leo, and Hedigan all eliminate Siniski. Uh, Davy Boy eliminates Rush and O'Shea, as we are now down to the final four with Hennigan, Kane, Davy Boy, and Shigaro. During this, they say that Kane has already break breaking the record of most time in a battle riot match. As he chokes out and eliminates Hennigan, Davy Boy and Sh- Shigeru go back and forth until Davy Boy tosses him out. So now it's down to Kane and Davy Boy. They go back and forth until Kane traps on choke a choke on Davy Boy as he taps out, and Alice Kane is your battle riot five winner, coming in at number one and winning the whole thing. And then they say that he can cash in his MLW world title shot anywhere and anytime. And they did announce that MLW. Fusion will be coming back on May 25th on YouTube as well as BN Sports. So, I'm not sure if MLW will just be taking a little hiatus until then. We go to Woman of Wrestling as Steffi S- Slays defeated Amber Rodriguez after reversing a backbreaker stretch into a backslide for the pin. G.I. Jada, the Disciplinarian, defeated Coach Campanelli and Randy rara by submission. So, the story of this match was that the heels uh somehow put glue on Randy rara's whistle. So, as she put it in her mouth, it got stuck and she had this in for the entire match. Yes, that was the story. So, the end comes with the Disciplinarian choking out Randy while holding her nose and she taps out. Never seen that in wrestling. Silvio Sanchez defeated Americana. This was supposed to be a tag team match between Sanchez and Vivian Rivera versus Americana and Jesse Jones but Jones came out on crutches with a leg injury uh, after her attack from the Heavy Metal Sisters so David McClain made it a singles match between Americana and Sofia Lopez chose Sanchez. Sanchez gets to roll a pin after Lopez took out Jones with her briefcase which distracted Americana and the main event here was a 8 person match as the Island Dynasty defeated the Fabulous Four after the Tonga Twins hit Vicky Lynn McCoy with a Tonga Twist for the pin. This match is actually pretty fun non-stop action for almost seven minutes so definitely highly recommend this match for women of wrestling nwa usa starts with labrava escobar defeated the debuting celeste with a cravat driver jeremiah plunkett defeated salazar de la buita with a pile driver uh danny deals on commentary was being vague if plunkett was still part of the ill will or not and the main event was a crockett cup qualifier match as magna muscle defeated the fixer nation who was matt vine and a mass wrestler known as a fixer who looked a little bit like sal the pal to me magna muscle hit the power slam vertical combo on fixer as mims gets the pin we're to nwa power we have another qualifying match here as the savages defeated daisy kill and talos after jackson hit a low blow followed by a pop the trunk on talos for the pin of the win and kenzie page defends the nwa world women's television T- championship against ella envy after hitting her with a kenzie cutter and kenzie is still carrying a trophy as the design for the tv title that she chose after winning the tournament is still being designed and she also got to pick her first opponent here in pretty empowered teammate here in envy we have another Crockett Cup qualifying match here as Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox defeated the Fixers after they hit a high-low combination as Murdoch gets the pin on Jay Bradley to advance, and after the match, Bobby Fulton comes out to raise both their hands. In a main event here, Silas Mason defeated Odinson after Pollo Del Mar sprayed Odinson's purpose in his own eyes, and Mason followed this with a throw wide for the pin, and his national title shot was on the line of this match as well, so he'll be challenging EC3 at the Crockett Cup. And after the match, Kratos comes out and attacks Mason to end the show. On NXT Level Up, Valentina Faraz and Wendy Chu defeated Jokera Jackson and Lash Legend after Wendy hit Shakara with her new finisher called the Snooze Button, which is basically a full Nelson Slam. This was Choo's first appearance in a couple months and her first time on Level Up. Kelly Kincaid was backstage with a new team of Javier Bernal and Kale Dixon, who Blake Howard teed up as the delusional duo. As Bernal was talking, Dixon was just taking off his shirt. And then Bernal says that this was distracting him, but Dixon can just be just as good as Burnout and said that the relationship was gonna be good. Damon Kemp defeated Oromensa after hitting a German suplex from an electric chair position, and in the main event, Idris Enolfe and Malik Blade defeated Javier, Burnout, and Kyle Dixon, with blade pinning Dixon after him and Enolfe hit the climax. On WWE main event, Nikki Cross defeated Isla Dawn, Dawn making her main event debut here and these two have a little bit of history as they live near each other in Scotland, and Cross was Dawn's first ever wrestling opponent. Good five-minute match here with Nikki getting the pin after hitting a tornado DDT and a neckbreaker. And Dexter Loomis defeated Eddie Thorpe also making his main event debut. They had an instead video from loomis where he just pretty much stared at the camera and did not say anything kind of funny here good back and forth here until loomis gets the pin for the win wwe network editions of the week we have 10 episodes of wwf championship wrestling from june to september of 1980 that is it for me this week you guys can catch me here next week for another episode of shot in the dark <laughs>